When I say welcome back today, I mean welcome back. See, many of you, it's been seamless, and you would never know, ever, that Chip has been gone. <laughs> How many days were you gone? Those 10 days are... 10 days, chip-free. That's not good. Yeah, well... You don't want a chipless 10 days. But... But here I am. Here we are. And it's day 175, Eric. It is. Isaiah chapters 28 through 30, verse 5. That's what it is. Chip has to leave just after 2. Not crazy after 2. Just, just after two. That's correct. Shortly after. That is correct. So we're trying to be responsible with our time today. Yeah, my daughter has an orthodontist appointment today. Well, you can't ignore the orthodontist. No, I that's can't. how you get teeth like mine. And I already paid for it. So. Oh yeah, no, you can't and do that. Dave Ramsey, if you ignore, this is a little known fact about oh. Dave Ramsey. If you pay for ortho orthodontics, mm -hmm. and then you ignore your appointments, okay. Dave Ramsey will come to your house, oh. and he'll he'll hit you. Okay. He'll hit you with his hands and his feet. Well. That, that would be, I would welcome that, but he doesn't have to do that for me because I yeah. do not miss my appointment. That's good. Dave Ramsey will hit you. Yeah. You heard it here first on Chip and Eric read through the Dave Ramsey, Fair. he's just lurking. He's waiting. He'll he, hit you. And, the, and Dave Ramsey's welcome to be on the show anytime. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. We'd love to have him. Yeah, we just couldn't get, like our schedules were conflicting the, the last yeah. time we tried. Well. And I said, well, Dave, can we reschedule? And he said, I'll hit you. I'll hit you with my hands and with yeah. my feet. That's what he said. Well, so we'll, we'll hit him with one of these candy bars here. Yeah, we will. For we free. Will. For free. Yeah. I like that. All right. Here we go. Okay. What sorrow awaits the proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the drunks of Israel. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. It is the pride of a people brought down by wine, for the Lord will send a mighty army against it, like a mighty hailstorm and a torrential rain. They will burst upon it like a surging flood and smash it to the ground. The proud city of Samaria, the glorious crown of the of the drunks of Israel, will be trampled beneath its enemies' feet. It sits at the head of a fertile valley, but its glorious beauty will fade like a flower. Whoever sees it will snatch it up, as an early fig is quickly picked and eaten. Yeah. Then the last then at last the Lord of Heaven's armies will himself be Israel's glorious crown. He will be the pride and joy. Of the remnant of this people. He will give a longing for justice to their judges. He will give great courage to their warriors who stand at the gates. Now, however, Israel is led by drunks who reel with wine and stagger with alcohol. The priests and prophets stagger with alcohol. They lose themselves in wine. They reel when they see visions and stagger as they render decisions. Their tables are covered with vomit. Filth is everywhere. Who does the Lord think we are? They asked. Why does he speak to us like this? Are we little children just recently weaned? He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. So now God will have to speak to his people through foreign oppressors who speak a strange language. God has told his people, here is a place of rest. Let the weary rest here. This is a place of quiet rest. But they would not listen. So the Lord will spell out his message for them again. One line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there so that they will stumble and fall. They will be injured, trapped, and captured. Therefore, listen to this message from the Lord, you scoffing rulers in Jerusalem. You boast, we have struck a bargain to cheat death, and we have made a deal to dodge the grave. The destruction, the coming destruction can never touch us, for we have built a strong refuge made of lies and deception. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never be shaken. I will test you with the measuring line of justice and the plumb line of righteousness. Since your refuge is made of lies, a hailstorm will knock it down. Since it is made of deception, a flood will sweep it away. 
I will cancel the bargain that you made to cheat death, and I will overturn your deal to dodge the grave. When the terrible enemy sweeps through, you will be trampled into the ground. Again and again, that flood will come, morning after morning, day and night, until you are carried away. This message will bring terror to your people. The bed you have made is too short to lie on. The blankets are too narrow to cover you. The Lord will come as he did against the Philistines at Mount Perizim and against the Amorites at Gibeon. He will come and do a strange thing. He will come to do an unusual deed for the Lord. The Lord of heaven's armies has plainly said that he is determined to crush the whole land. So scoff no more or your punishment will be even greater. Listen to me. Listen to pay close attention. Does a farmer always plow and never sow? Is he forever cultivating the soil and never planting? Does he not finally plant his seeds? Black cumin, cumin, wheat, barley, and emmer wheat? in each in its proper way, in each in its proper place. The farmer knows just what to do, for God has given him understanding. A heavy sledge is never used to thresh black cumin. Rather, it is beaten with a light stick. A threshing wheel is never rolled on cumin. Instead, it is beaten lightly with a flail. Grain for bread is easily crushed, so it does, he doesn't keep pounding it. He threshes it under the wheels of a cart, but he doesn't pulverize it. The Lord of Heaven's armies is a wonderful teacher, and he gives the farmer great wisdom. What sorrow awaits Ariel, the city of David? Year after year you celebrate your feasts, yet I will bring disaster upon you, and there will be much weeping and sorrow. For Jerusalem will become what her name Ariel means, an altar covered with blood. I will be your enemy, surrounding Jerusalem and attacking its walls. I will build siege towers and destroy it. Then deep from the earth you will speak. From low in the dust your words will come. Your voice will whisper from the ground like a ghost conjured up from the grave. But suddenly you ruthless enemies will be crushed like the finest of dust. Your many attackers will be driven away like chaff before the wind. Suddenly, in an instant, I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, will act for you with thunder and an earthquake and great noise, with whirlwind and storm and a consuming fire. All the nations fighting against Jerusalem will vanish like a dream. Those who are attacking her walls will vanish like a vision in the night. A hungry person dreams of eating, but wakes up still hungry. A thirsty person dreams of drinking, but still faint from thirst when morning comes. So it will be with your enemies, with those who attack Mount Zion. Are you amazed and incredulous? Don't you believe it? Then go ahead and be blind. You are stupid, but not from wine. You stagger, but not from liquor. For the Lord has poured out on you a spirit of deep sleep. He has closed the eyes of your prophets and visionaries. All the future events in this vision are like a sealed book to them. When you give it to those who can read, they will say, we can't read it because it's sealed. When you give it to those who cannot read, they will say, we don't know how to read. And so the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And they worship, and their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. Because of this, I will once again astound these hypocrites with amazing wonders. The wisdom of the wise will pass away and the intelligence of the intelligent will disappear. A sorrow awaits those who try to hide their plans from the Lord, who do their evil deeds in the dark. The Lord can't see us, they say. He doesn't know what's going on. How foolish can you be? He is the potter, and he's certainly greater than you, the clay. Should the created thing say to the one who made it, he didn't make me? Does a jar ever say, the potter who made me is stupid? Soon, and it will not be very long, the forest of Lebanon will become a fertile field, and the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. In that day, the deaf will hear words read from a book, and the blind will see through the gloom and darkness. The humble will be filled with fresh joy from the Lord. The poor will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. The scoffer will be gone. The arrogant will disappear. And those who plot evil will be killed. Those who convict the innocent by their false testimony will disappear. A similar fate awaits those who use trickery to pervert justice and who tell lies to destroy the innocent. 
That is why the Lord who redeemed Abraham says to the people of Israel, My people will no longer be ashamed or turn pale with fear. For when they see their many children and all the blessings I have given them, they will recognize the holiness of the Holy One of Jacob. They will stand in awe of the God of Israel. Then the wayward will gain understanding and complainers will accept instruction. What sorrow awaits my rebellious children, says the Lord. You make plans that are contrary to mine. You make allegiances not directed by my spirit, thus piling up your sins. For without consulting me, you've gone down to Egypt for help. You have put your trust in Pharaoh's protection. You've tried to hide in his shade. By trusting Pharaoh, you will be humiliated. By depending on him, you'll be disgraced. For though his power extends to Zoan his, and his officials have arrived in Hanes, all... All who trust him will be ashamed. Trust in him will be ashamed. He will not help you. Instead, he will disgrace you. And that, is that is our reading today. today. That's our reading today. Okay. Hey. Hey. We read that with two questions in mind. We did, Eric. Yeah, two questions. Why are you whispering? Is well, there I a, just you know? Is there a convention going on around us? A convention. We in the library or what? Yeah. Okay. I thought we were. Isn't this the church library? Oh, no, it's not the church library. Oh shoot. You can talk normal. Oh. Okay. Hey. Two questions, Eric. Yeah. Those questions are, mm-hmm. what's this telling us about God? Yep. What's this telling us about us? And what the yep. heck do we do yep. 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 with all of that? Yep. So, yep. I saw you circling things that I was circling in circle. my mind. Circle, circle. I was circling those things in my mind. Yes. Chip and I are on the same page. Literally. literally. So ask me my question, Eric. So, Chip, what's this tell us about God, buddy? Thank you. I will yeah. tell you. So I love that. Uh, scoff no more. Scoff no scoff more. Scoff no more. Scoff no more. No more. Because that's what we do. We scoff. We scoff at God when we do our own thing. I really like, and you've probably heard this before. I know, Eric, you have. Their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. And God, God wants our hearts. He desires our hearts. He wants our hearts. You know, Proverbs says it's the wellspring of life. We have to guard our heart. He wants all of it. And it breaks his heart. When our hearts are far from him and our heart represents the center of who we are. It's what we love, who we love. And it determines what we do mm-hmm. and what we say and how we live. And so they're messed up. He's calling them out on it, mm-hmm. um, pouring down a bunch of stuff on them. And because their hearts simply comes down to this, it's, it's that simple. Their hearts are far from him and he wants their hearts to be close to his heart and his desires. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about the man-made rules. It's not about reli- being religious. It's it's about saying, God, I will love what you love. Therefore, I'll do what you want me to do. Say what you want me to say. Go where you want me to give. What, give what you want me to give. I'm all yours. Mm-hmm. Call the shots. Lead the way. So we have to be open to what he wants. Absolutely. So God wants all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly where I was going to go to. I absolutely love that. You know, Jesus quotes it too. But this idea of talking about it but not being about it right and i think that has absolutely destroyed the testimony of the church capital c church you know that we talk about it we say oh yeah go to church why Mm -hmm. should anyone go to church knowing that you go to church you know and so i just think that that has just crippled the, the ability of the church to reach this world is that we honor him with our words but our hearts are far away from him and and you know, then, you know, you keep reading, and their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. And it's like, you know, this idea of, okay, we just memorize these lines, these these phrases over and over. We just memorize things, and we just live by those, you know. So for a long time, it was, 
you know, Christians don't go to movie theaters, you know, or, or whatever, you know, whatever it is, Christians don't touch alcohol or Christians don't do this or Christians don't do that. And it's just all these rules that we've created and, and we implement them. And for some reason, you know, we add to the law of God the way the Pharisees did. We add to the law of God and we think that somehow we're going to make the law of God better and we're just not. And then we wonder why people don't want to follow the law of God that we've added to, you know, that people, why, why don't people want a relationship with God? It's the greatest thing. Well, you're telling them a million things that mm -hmm. the Bible doesn't say, you know, you're adding in and, and that is your idea of worship. Whereas Christ's idea of worship is to mm -hmm. love God and love other people and do unto others what you would have them do to you. And like, it's just this magnificent, you know, self-sacrificial love for people. That's worship. That's what God wants from worship. And, you know, I'm not saying that we live and die by the rules. I'm not saying that for sure. But I'm just saying, like, we definitely shouldn't be adding to the rules, right? We definitely. And then yeah. saying that that's our worship is I do all of these things. Yeah. And then our hearts are far from God. Even though we're doing things for God, our hearts are far from God. And so we're not even worshiping him because we don't love him. Our hearts are far from him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I, I'm with you, Chip. Just wanted to add my two cents in on that. <clears throat> yeah. So what do we do with it? Yeah. I always think about, like, you know, you can tell what people are passionate about by, by how they live, their, expression, mm -hmm. their expressions. You know, it's, it's not like – it's not fake. Like, it's real. They're really passionate about things, you know, whether it's about their sports team or – um, a certain project or um, a certain book or a movie, you know, they're excited, you know, and I just think that's how, what I want for myself is to be even more excited about God, his grace and mercy on me and what he's done for, for me. And I just want to be so excited. I want to be captured by that and that I can't, it just naturally, authentically just, just oozes from me. Yeah. I, I want. I don't want to have to like, you know, come up, you know, do a bunch of rules to prove to people, or you know what I mean. Like, it's just natural. They, like you love, you love God. Like you, you know, there's something about that. So. Yeah, absolutely, and it'll come out in those behaviors. Just be, be so consumed with Him that yeah, it just begins to be yeah. naturally mm -hmm. that people see it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a reflection. Yeah. Well, cool. Okay. All right. That's our reading today, everybody. That's our. Uh, time today, and we appreciate you joining us. We're proud of you. Good job. And hey, welcome back to Chip. This is good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. And You're welcome. Appreciate it. It's yeah. good to be back. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to go again. <laughs>